You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jen Justice. And today we are blessed to have in studio with us Smithville Mayor Damian Boley. Damian, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate it very much. So this is going to be the first of what we hope is several highlights of some of the sort of really neat uh, small towns and communities that make up part of the metro area in Kansas City. Did you know this? Do you know how many cities make up our metro? Does anybody know that? It, it's crazy. So uh, Nine counties, 40-some cities, 43. Well, um, so it depends on who you listen to. <laughs> but Mid-America Regional Council says there's 119 unique municipalities in part of our um, metropolitan that area. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, if we count, yeah, there's... Uh, I guess you start s- counting Overland Park. Well, no, towns like Leeward. Glen Eyre that are tucked in between Liberty and Pleasant Valley and all those. So, yeah, yeah we, Avondale, yeah. Um, you know, sets. 119, is that what you said? Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it. Well, yeah, that's, if we count we are sizes, large. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. when we start looking at it that way. So, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it's at 14 counties, I think, did you okay. say? Is that what you said, 14? I, nine counties is the Mark region, but yeah, 14 counties, I guess, would be if you count the whole metro. Right, so it's just crazy. And one of the kind of neatest ones up in the Northland is the town of Smithville. So thank you so much for being here and, and talking to us a little bit about Smithville. More than just a lake. More yeah. than just a lake. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that, because we do have probably some listeners that really aren't even familiar with it, or they think it's like, oh, it's so far north, like they're going to Iowa or something. Yeah. So let's talk about just kind of an overview of what Smithville is and where it is. Yeah, so I, I've grown up in the metro, and Smithville was far away, right? It was always felt like it was so far away, just like Overland Park felt like it was really far away. But as we've infilled, and there's things along the highway when you're going up there, it feels close. And we're straight at 169, and it's not that far from the airport, from anything, but it is north of 435, so it felt like it was in the middle of nowhere. And uh, part of that's by design. Our, we just finished our 2030 comprehensive plan, and as part of that, we want separation from Kansas City. So we're not going to develop the south end of town. We're gonna keep that buffer from Kansas City uh, because our, our new tagline is a modern oasis built for 2030. So we're focusing on green space on the south, and then north of downtown, focusing on keeping that uh, an oasis area where you can have your bigger lot subdivisions, your uh, hobby farms, and your estate lots, um, and not the density that you get when you're in Kansas City and that's going to continue to develop up to our southern border. Well, and that's cool. I, I should point out, I mean, so the studio, which is just north of Gladstone, is uh, like by like two blocks. Uh, I come from here and, and I show homes in Smithville sometimes. And uh, I was like you, I grew up in the Kansas City Metro and I grew up out south, uh, 103rd and State Line area. And um, I always thought Smithville was this, you know, and, and from here uh, it is, I don't know, I, t- I can get to Smith, I can get to downtown Smithville faster than I can get to downtown Kansas City. And right. so it's like 10 minutes to downtown Smithville and 12 to downtown Kansas City. So it's just not that far out of town. Right. And it's a very long city. Um, from my house to down, my current house to downtown Smithville is 5.5 miles, and then it's another five miles to the southern border. So you've got a 12-mile span of just our city. So it feels like you're leaving different places. And then from where you're at now to downtown Kansas City is not even probably 12 miles. So we range from 132nd Street to 200th Street, and you guys are sitting here around 80th. So it's 
not that far. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a that's a good way to, to talk about that. So um, I, I love looking at like the history of stuff. And I looked up that Smithville was incorporated in 1868, uh, but it had been around much before that. Um, not and now I may be challenging you to, to dig down into the uh, uh, whether or not you as the mayor know all the history. But what do we know about the history, either distant or even modern history about um, Smithville? So I, I myself love history. I read all the old board minutes that are typed. Uh, I went back to the 60s because that's about the time the lake was built, the flood, and things happened. Uh, we were actually going to celebrate next year, uh, 200 years of Humphrey Smith coming to Smithville. He went there in 1822. Uh, Smithville was the edge of the United States. If you look at the maps, Clay County was the end of the United States in 1822. Uh, Platt Purchase and Louisiana Purchase hadn't been brought into the Union. So uh, you from our downtown, the other side of downtown was uncharted territory. It was the wild, wild west. And literally, <laughs> uh, Humphrey Smith was an abolitionist. Part of his uh, final will and testament was that his gravesite wouldn't be disclosed until after the slaves were freed. So there's some of that history there because he was there in 1822. So he obviously died prior to the Civil War finishing and, and that all happening. Um, and then really things were kind of as is for a while we had the jefferson highway that went through smithville for a period of time they started construction of the bridge they rerouted the highway through excelsior springs excelsior springs got all the tourism with hotels and things like that um and then in the 60s we had a, a very bad flood right the, the buildings were underwater they we have lines on the buildings to show how deep the water was um, our downtown was underwater they had a lot of rain and it just funneled right into our creeks and, and rivers so the corps of engineers built a dam and that's why we now have the lake and then you know, the past 50 years, the relationship with the lake had, had not really been, a, we weren't connected. Um, there's not an inch of Smithville that's, uh, Smithville Lake that's in Smithville city limits. <laughs> it's I didn't adjacent know to us. Um, but we have a river that runs through the entire city. And one of the things I always said, let's develop the river because towns with the riverfront and river walk, especially in the downtown, it's always fun to go to. Um, so we've really focused in the past few years on, um, upgrading infrastructure um since i took office we have spent a lot of money on infrastructure sewer water um, spires come through we're putting fiber to homes and businesses now with united fiber uh, we've brought in you know more and more spectrum service and 5g and, and we spent a lot of money on sidewalks and trails and having those things in plans and having those things funded We've been able to go out for grants and opportunities with Mid-America Regional Council to pay for some of those projects as well um, and also focus on sewer and water and, and upgrading old infrastructure. We've had houses, and this is a real estate uh, podcast, we had houses in, in close to our downtown that on a service line, they had four inches of fall and a 100-foot line. So they flushed their toilet. It didn't go very far. Right. So those are the kinds of things we're also fixing as a city. Um and slip lining and, and looking through service line warranty programs and trying to help the homeowner um, and sidewalk replacement programs and things like that because I, I'm a strong believer in community and walkability and, and all those things. So Well, there there's a lot right there, so we should dissect a little <laughs> bit of that and unpack some of it that might be really important. Um, let me start with, and I think it's really uh, telling that you've got to focus on what a lot of people would call infrastructure particularly sewers, which is not glamorous. There's going to be, to, to quote an old West Wing line that I love, that not, not the kind of stuff for telethons, mm -hmm. um, but, but incredibly important to have a really solid infrastructure there. 
talk about um, uh, doing all of that, and then technology, right? You know, encouraging and bringing technology, the ability access, internet access, telephone access. These are things that I think a lot of people, when they are considering where they're going to move, they're looking at those things. I can't tell you how many clients I have that go like, well, I really love that house. It's out in the country a little bit. Can we find out what kind of internet service I can get? Hopefully not satellite. Right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, satellite's not there yet for most stuff. I mean, it, it's... Um, so that's that's pretty fantastic that you're doing that level of investment. But let's jump in because you mentioned uh, sidewalks and then you mentioned walkability and trails. So let's talk about that because when I think of the Smithville area, it, it to me it's a lot about walking, biking, and horse trails that are uh, that you've done a really good job on that kind of stuff. So can we expound on that a little bit? And Jen, I know you. I don't think you technically live in Smithville. I live in the county, but I do have a Smithville address. Yeah. I know you would love it if I moved <laughs> to right. town. But, but you spent a fair amount of time in in, in Yeah, and the one thing I'll say, is- when, you know, back in when we were talking about, oh, people thought it was so far away. So if you did think Smithville was so far away and you haven't been up to our main street, it is beautiful now. It is on the Main Street Tour. You've done a great job with all of that. I mean, I, I can't really applaud you enough for all the things and all the forward thinking and the vision and everything that's been done for Smithville. Because for people that haven't been there in 10 years, it has transformed, literally. I mean, our Main Street looks so amazing. We've got, you know, the old school shops. And like you said, the flood line, even the girls last year, our little homeschool pod that we had, that was one of the things that we taught the girls about and learned about. And they went down and looked at the line and then studied the lake and some different things like that. So there's so many pieces to unpack, as you say, that are just very unique and recently has just really blossomed fully. So there you go. We've gone two different directions, Mary. You get to pick your first one, right? Let's talk about like trails and and walkability or downtown revitalization. Yeah, so I'll hit on both because they're they're very well connected. Um, Prior to our infrastructure project that started the day my term started, really, uh, we had a ballot initiative, a sales tax and a bond the same day I was elected. Those both passed. So not only did I take office, I also had to figure out how to deliver these large infrastructure projects. Uh, We did a large sewer infrastructure project, which is the biggest project since the, the dam itself, uh, to put in a retention basin, and we spent about $9 million on that. And then we, we did a bond, uh, 5.6 and a and little bit, uh, and a half-cent sales tax. And our half-cent sales tax does not generate nearly what the rest of the metro generates. Uh, we just don't have the business development. Uh, Yet. We, we hadn't had uh, commercial permits in 12 years, other than a Dollar General building a new building. Um, We've had dozens of permits. We have lots of businesses coming in, and we're getting that sales tax base now. But at the time, it generated about $400,000 a year on a half cent. Most other metros do about a million on a half cent. Um, At that time, we didn't have a single trail in the city limits of Smithville. Uh, All of them were in the uh, county area of the lake. We had horse trails. We had 30 miles of paved trails. We had a lot of single track. We had a lot of mountain biking type stuff and and walking and running trails. So we did build a trail on 180th Street that ties in the county. Uh, we've also worked with the school district to put in um, sidewalks and crosswalks for one of our new elementary schools. And then we built our Main Street Trail that connected our downtown streetscape phase one that Jen just mentioned. And it took it to the lake. So now you can walk from 169 to the lake, uh, completely protected uh, either sidewalk or trail. Uh, that includes the bridge has a protected lane, and it's all um, blighted crosswalks. We got a grant 
through the RTP program. It was a 20% match. It paid for amenities such as benches that you can charge your phone on, water bottle fillers, the fix-it stations for your bikes, water pumps. Um, and then we, we streetscaped downtown. But we also added a lot of stormwater. Before, we didn't have curb and gutter uh, and stormwater in downtown. So you get a little bit of rain. You'd have pools pop up in, in downtown that you'd hit with your car. Now it's uh, stop signs everywhere. It was 45 miles an hour through downtown. People oh, would do wow. 60. So I was talking to our barbecue restaurant owner yesterday about this. He said people would just blow on by. And they didn't know there's chops. That's Dan. He's a great guy. He's one of my aldermen now. Uh, So so he serves on the board. He's been they they moved up to Smithville after they bought their business. They moved there. They're committed to the community. And but people would blast by their store. And now it's stop signs and it's 25 and it's walkable and it's ADA accessible. And you can we're finishing up phase two right now. We're going to be starting on phase three soon. Um, And that'll give us that walkable downtown. But also we look at before we do anything with the streets. Uh, no offense to Kansas City, but they're notorious for this. We check our sewers, we check our water, we check everything underground before we put down a new street and then tear it up. And they've got a little, a little forward thinking there. Yeah. Hmm. So Revolutionary we, uh, concept. Yeah. So we put in a mile of slip lining on our sewers and we put in uh, new water lines because that was in the project. Uh, and, and we try to combine projects now and look at what's going on. We actually have a public works director that's a certified engineer and for the first time in our history. So it's it's helpful to have that person on staff. Now it, it's it, it's it's so like I said it's not some of that isn't sexy but it's so incredibly important foundation and, and right I mean it's yeah it's 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 equivalent to the foundation of your home. Let's make sure that you know if there's uh, it's getting prefer, uh, repaired uh, professionally over a period of time. All foundations are going to have some kind of yep. problem, just like infrastructure in a city. That no, that's fantastic. I tell you, I had not been. Uh, to downtown Smithville in quite a long time and then about I don't know maybe a year and a half or two years ago I had reason to go up there and uh, I was a, I was amazed uh, of, of the changes because I had uh, gone up there pr- prior to you know through Smithville probably to go to the lake or something when I was younger and uh, I, I think the uh, it's funny that I didn't even realize that you said that uh, that there was a 45 mile an hour speed limit through there. I can't imagine it the way it's done today because you know, I think uh, people in Kansas City are familiar with um, I don't know uh, probably just because if it's geographically closer, maybe a little bit more familiar with Parkville and that sort of downtown walkability feel. Um, and I can tell you, Smithville has that in spades. It's actually to me a, a nicer uh, revitalized downtown than than Parkville. Sorry, Parkville, I love you too. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, it's it's really, um, really cool. So Yeah, and, and Parkville and I, um, we're on good terms right now, but they were a little upset that um, our new assistant city administrator we stole from Parkville. Uh, she worked on some of their trail projects and things. So uh, their mayor gave me a little grief about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it, when you turn onto our main street from 169, you are transported into a different time of downtown. So there's flags lining the street it, it's you slow down there's trees there's brick it's we spent a lot of time and we worked with the business owners a lot to make sure they got the ramp that would work for their business we had businesses that people weren't able to get into because they're wheelchair bound they're so excited that they could get into that shop that they wanted to go into now uh, mom's pushing strollers which we have a lot of they want to be able to get their strollers into the shop without having to carried upstairs. We had stairs in our sidewalks still. Um, we had big curves in places. Um, now it's it's just a nice smooth transition when you turn on our main street. Now you know a lot about what's happened in downtown, not just because you're the mayor, but you actually have a business down there now. Yeah, I took the leap um, in 
November of 2019. Great timing, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah we, we've all done some really like, oh, if only we had known that there yeah. was going to be a global pandemic. Yeah, right? and I said, you know, I my wife actually started, she has a, a paint business, and she does uh, paint parties and classes and different things. And we tried to find her some space downtown. And I had been, I'd actually been trying to get into a downtown space prior to running for office. And that's kind of part of the reason I got involved with the city, because I was seeing what was going on with their downtown and how was so difficult to, to work down there and then a lot of businesses weren't open much and they still there's still some that aren't open a lot um and my wife got her i got her a space that was storage for 15 years uh, beautiful brick building built in the 1880s and drop ceilings all that you know stuff that had happened 20 years ago and she started doing her stuff and i said well i'm gonna do, put the co-op in there because i had started online group smithville bike co-op and i decided i'm gonna put a table in there with some stuff on it and we'll sell some stuff out of there well hang on let me stop you so the co-op all right so tell them what that is real quick so smithville bike co-op is it's not a traditional bike shop it's more of a group of people that got together and said hey we want to you know get the stuff we can get at the bike shop but there's not really a bike shop in smithville and it's kind of member-owned like, you know, any other co-op. REI got a little big to be a real co-op. But if you've been lived in a small town, you know what a co-op is. You've gone there to get grain and grass seed or whatever. Um, but that same kind of model, we carry the things that we use, the things that we need. And then people started coming and asking if we do repairs. And we really always we had a focus at the beginning of, you know, getting bikes out to kids and, and homeless folks when people donated bikes. So we wrench on our own stuff, and, and then people started asking, coming in asking for repairs. So we've kind of expanded. And we went from a pretty small footprint, just a fold-up 8x3 you know, table, uh, to our new space that's uh, pretty gorgeous. Um, blew out the walls in a building and, and took it, out the drop ceilings. It and, is, and I kind of cut you off mid-story yeah. about, so you know, your wife has got the painting business. But now we know what the bike co-op is, so yeah. go, go ahead and go back to that. Yeah, so we um, – she had the paint business and the space next door became available. So I, I went in there and then she moved across the street because a new building became available. So she needed some more space. So we were kind of split with a barbershop between us. And then um, with our downtown redevelopment, I got some uh, real estate investors interested in our downtown and, and got some new people to buy some of the buildings and put some money into them. And they're midway through the renovations, but they're, they're gorgeous. Our building uh, now it looks like something you'd see in a small town in Colorado or anywhere else. It's a lot of cedar and glass, and, and we've got Douglas fir pillars inside, and it, we've really designed it to make that small town bike shop, camping shop. You know, you need to grab something while you're out at the lake. Um, yeah, you, you need. I mean, and and what's really cool about shopping in small towns, I think, is is that um, it's. We don't do there's there's not you know massive twenty thousand square foot floors and there's not uh, a ton of pure specialty. So like hey, if you're walking down Main Street and you need a soda or a monster drink or something, um, it, it may be and in this case it's the yeah. bike co-op uh, amongst others that carry that. So you have that sort of crossover like we're just trying to fulfill the needs of our area in our town so i think that's really cool i think one of the coolest things is the kids from up the hill so we've got the middle school we've got the elementary middle and high school up at least one of the elementary schools and they can walk down the hill to our downtown 
I mean, and have ice cream in the afternoons or the soda at Nelly's or whatever, or repair their yeah. bike if they're riding their bike or whatever that need is. And there's a lot more stuff down there, you know, chops, well, whatever. You, but, you got me yeah. at ice cream, but that I also... Oh, Nelly's enough. has the best homemade stuff. I'm, 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 smart I'm not enough. a big sweet person, but I will uh, <laughs> splurge for some Nelly's fudge because it is gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm smart enough to know that you have to walk back up the hill. So Depends you know, on where you park, friend. Yeah. Um, Go jump in the lake. No. <laughs> well, as you as you mentioned earlier, we are in fact a real estate podcast. So let's talk a little bit about real estate, um, and let's start kind of on a micro level because along with the new business space downtown, you're um, uh, close to living in what would be considered somewhat unique circumstances, particularly for Smithville. Yeah, we. Uh, I've had this discussion with our school board for a number of years about downtown living. And in our downtown, there wasn't really a lot of businesses going on. There definitely wasn't any real downtown living. And when the the owner of the building bought the buildings, I said, well, what are you going to do with the second floor above the, of the uh, – we put a coffee shop in on the corner. I said, what are you going to do with the second floor? Uh, like, it's kind of cool. Um, and the co-op was kind of uh, – it reminded me of some of the European shops I've been into. It's like, you know, kind of tight. You can't really – there was a lot of, not a lot of space. It wasn't your traditional American place to go shopping, right? right? Not a ton of space. And my wife and I and daughter were fortunate enough to go to Ireland uh, three times for my job. And we spent uh, two and I spent two and a half months there. They spent two months there. And we stayed in different places while we were there and, and really liked being able to walk out of our place and go to the park and go to different things. And when the opportunity became available and, and the property owner decided, said agreed to renting it out and help allowing me to pick some of the finishes if we agreed to you know long-term lease uh, my wife was super excited she wanted to downsize anyway we're in a pretty good sized house for a family of three uh, we expected more family to come visit than they did and recently we've had family staying with us on and off um, and then the yard maintenance and we just have really busy life so the opportunity came available to get a loft um, and it's was storage for many, many years. There was dead raccoons and all kinds of stuff up there. And <laughs> storage and, for raccoons, yeah, great. <laughs> dumpsters full of stuff. And you know, it, it was built in 1880, and it wasn't built super expensive because it was a bank. They had a dentist office up there where they wrote on the walls with the, their charting. Um, there was a telephone office up there. The switchboard was in that my nice. what is now my master closet and, and bathroom. Um, the floors had been cut up. You know, their wood floors, we'd have loved to save them, but they've been cut up so many times for different things. We couldn't really do anything with that. Um, but we're, it's finishing out like a half million dollar home. It's gorgeous. It's hard, new hardwoods in the, over the old hardwoods in the living room and kitchen. Um, 14 foot high ceilings, uh, custom millwork, uh, Pella architectural windows that make it look like a high end old building. Right. You know, there's some towns that, you see the building, like the bank building was built to be a bank building. It wasn't built high end. It wasn't built as a residential space. So the windows they threw in it were, you know, the cheapest thing they could put in 1880. They, only the top half was uh, uncovered. The top half was covered with wood. The bottom half was glass. Right. So you had like a little three-foot section to look out. Now we've got these huge windows that you can see the treetops and the sky. And um, I can walk out front to a park. I can walk downstairs to a coffee shop. I can walk downstairs to my You shop. can smell the coffee. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's kind of a. And are are there more of that going on? And I mean, I know downtown Smithville isn't. We're not talking about thousands of, yeah. of residents, but is 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 it, that a, being a little bit of a trend? It, it is starting to be, especially with the pandemic. We've seen a lot of people move up to, uh, to get out of the city, 
And it's actually spurred some of the other developers. Um, Eric Craig Real Estate is right there across the street. I know Jen knows him well. And he had purchased some buildings right next to it. And I actually took him on a tour of it last night. And he was blown away. He's like, you need to show this to the school board members to show them that you can't. people can live in this. This is something that a family could live in. It's gorgeous. Like It's something that can work in our downtown. And my goal is to have around 1,200 uh, multifamily units within a mile of our downtown. So we can get those people that we need to support those local downtown businesses. If you don't have those people there and everybody's, you know, five miles away, you might as well drive, you know, most people's mentality is might as well drive to Liberty if I'm going to drive to Smithville because they'll have what I need. Live, work, play. Yeah. So, it is. So let's talk about that's where you want at least a part of uh, real estate and housing to 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 evolve in Smithville. Let's talk about the real estate as it stands now in Smithville because Old, the, the the original or sort of the 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 I don't know about original I'm not going back to the 1860s, but but the traditional plan of the last 30 or 40 years is also still very appealing to a lot of right. people. So let's talk about that. And Jen, you can pipe in as well because it it uh, one of the not every neighborhood, but one of the big things that are, is done in Smithville is the concept of what we'd call big lots. Right. So. Yeah. The the city and, and going back to the infrastructure discussion and where my house is it's it's 5.5 miles from downtown our sewer plant our water plant is five point mile is in our downtown so for my 200 homes in our subdivision because it was built at a time right before the last housing issues happened um, phase the other phases got sold off and that's happened to a lot of the subdivisions so we're pumping sewer and water you know north and south to 200 people and in between that, there's some houses that are bigger lots that don't even require sewer. They're on septic. So when we go to do a project and we've got a pump station that was built for, you know, 200 homes and somebody wants to add another 200 big lot homes, uh, there's a lot of development costs and, and city maintenance is, uh, if you look at our sewer master plan, there's a lot that we have to go into. We have, I don't know what the count is today, but when we started sewer master plan, we were at 33 pump stations. Um, Which is a lot for the population. That's a ton for our population. And it used to be, if you look at the 1968 comp plan, again, back to history, Smithville was about two square miles. And we had a population density of 2,500 per square mile, or 2,500 people at that time. So we were over 1,000 per square mile at that time. Today, we sit at about 11,000 people and about 16 square miles. So our density actually has dropped significantly. Um, we haven't had contiguous development, so we've had all these spotty subdivisions wherever somebody would let somebody throw one in there. And you've got anything from 20 acres to a third of an acre or less. Um, we actually just changed our zoning recently to allow for a 50-foot frontage in a subdivision. Prior to that, it was 75 and 100-foot frontages. So what that means is, although it's certainly harder to keep your infrastructure, right, because it's 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 really... If you want to get technical about it, it's urban sprawl is what right. it is. But uh, what it means for consumers is is that um, tra- the traditional lot is bigger, has more frontage, 
and because of the way it was built, there's a lot of homes out there that have sort of that. I'm in a neighborhood, but yet I'm pretty much got this sort of country feel to it. Yeah, we've right. got a lot of homes that are further north that have bigger lots. Yep. Um, and there's several subdivisions before you get to Harbor Lake, which is just north of W, um, if you're going up 169 Highway. But there's a lot of little subdivisions before you get to that with, you know, your average $250,000 house that's three bedrooms, two bath, two car garage, kind of a smaller footprint. But it has a pretty good size yard with it and even closer to the city when you get on the other side of downtown you've got a similar concept where a lot of those lots are bigger lots so that's probably one of the attraction features that some of the consumers you know you can go to smithville and get a bigger lot but on that same token um i think this morning when i looked there was like four homes for sale so right it's very popular yeah Yeah. and they won't be there tomorrow probably and and, and currently we are out of lots um we've had subdivisions that have have gotten started and and hit some issues with you know you guys are seeing the construction timelines are going longer the 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 bigs aren't moving equipment as fast to get roads in and things like that so we're almost i mean we're really in the point where it's turning over houses not building new we're we're getting a few well yeah most people are in the position that we don't have the lots or we don't have the starts um, because of all of the things to get there. Although I will say it's a lot easier to build in Smithville than it is a lot of places right now. Um, the streamline that you guys have done there has been really phenomenal for builders. But yes, like when you go, Greyhawk's been a really popular subdivision. They're 14 months out and yeah. pretty much out of lots. So yeah. and, and Greyhawk, I think when they started, they were like in that 299 price point, and now they're trying to get under the half million price point. Yep, close to 500. Same, you are exactly yeah. right. It, it, it's a it's a very challenging thing right because we thought uh, and when it comes to first responders that's one of my passions is teachers and first responders need to live in our community because then they're around our kids at events and things like that because when I saw my teacher in an event when I was a kid I would straighten up a little bit and if the teacher can't <laughs> afford to live there they are not coming to those events and, and so we really we, we don't want apartments just to have apartments we want apartments so our new teachers can afford to live there our police can afford to live there because every city is challenged at hiring police officers firefighters, ambulance, and and even parks workers. Parks, if you look at any city's website right now, they can't get people to work in the parks. And it's hard to justify driving 20 miles to Smithville to work for, you know, a $10 an hour job that you could get in your town as well in in Mograss. So it's tough, but that's why we're focusing on that. And But we're focusing on if you look at our comprehensive plan, we designed it as a pitch book so you as realtors can show people, this is what Smithville wants to be in the next 10 years. And it looks like a magazine. It reads like a magazine. But it has all that technical data that says north of downtown is going to be bigger lot subdivisions. So once you leave downtown, you're in that oasis area. You see cornfields. You see bean fields. You see wildlife. You see trails. You can walk. You have your subdivision that feels like your own little community because you've got a pool. You've got a lake. You've got ponds and different things. But we also have that need in the community for when you want to go out to eat, you need somebody to serve your food. And the people that usually are living in those big lot subdivisions are not also serving at the restaurant. Right. That's such a practical (laughs) approach. It's so great. All right. So um, just, I mean, really brief because it's not inside of Smithville city limits, but you can't talk about Smithville without talking about the lake just a little bit. And so for really just kind of a, for people who aren't familiar with Smithville Lake and when, because in, in Kansas City, as you were talking about before we started recording, when you say the lake, people think of the Lake of the Ozarks. Um, Smithville Lake is a big lake. It's, it's 7,200 acres. That's a big lake. It's right. a big shallow lake, to be clear, though. <laughs> It's got a, it's, but it's much like the one that everybody thinks of that's hours and hours away, a couple hours away. 
it, it's got a lot of coastline. Um, and so tell us a little bit about just very quickly, like what are some amenities? What can people do on the lake? Um, We've got some great marinas now. We finally got the marinas, I think, in a good spot. They have slip rentals as well. Fishing is probably, I'd say, our biggest attraction at the lake, wouldn't you? Yeah, fishing's big. And then uh, duck hunting and goose hunting is really big during those seasons. Um, But we have to get those auxiliary businesses, too, to help support those. You know, We don't have a 24-hour IHOP or Waffle House for those people to stop and spend some money in town. Uh, But, yeah, during the... uh, Summer now, we do have some businesses that are, you know, doing kayak rentals and uh, bike rentals and paddleboard rentals, and we work with the bike rental company quite a bit. Um, and, and the paddleboard company and the, the kayak company, it's the same, Northland Outdoor Adventures, they've been working really closely with our parks department to put on classes, and, and we do, we work with Clay County because um, they have a huge park system as well to be able to do things like yoga in the park and um, try to partner with them as much as we possibly can. We built a dog park together. Um, that was a, a fun project to provide something in the community on county leased land that's Corps of Engineers owned, um, but sits adjacent to us. So we provided the water to them and, and worked with the community to design that. Um, and you've got a running trail right <laughs> off of there or a bike trail yeah. or whatever. And then the other thing is a lot of those equestrian trails that you mentioned earlier, Eric, they wind right around the lake. So it's one of the most beautiful rides. If you're a trail rider and you have horses, it's one of the most amazing things and one of the most amazing pieces there. The fishing, of course, water sports, uh, as long as you're south of W, yeah. you can do skiing, tubing, um, wakeboarding, all of those cool things that you think of when you think of a lake. Um, and then that north side of W provides some of that. And I'm not an expert fisherman here, so don't like, <laughs> uh, but there's catfish, crappie, trout. Um, did I say bass? I know my nephew's a big lots bass. Of bass yeah. yeah, lots of bass. So all of, all of those cool things. Um, and one of the other things I like is conservation will come out and give the kids like a little educational piece on a lot of the different wildlife and meet them at the, uh, little eagles trailhead there i think it's eagles nest trailhead i'm not sure if i'm saying that right but we'll meet them there and and give them a little tutorial if you will on the lake on the wildlife at the lake and some of those cool features there's a lot to unpack there yeah there's a lot at the lake and and it's a it's a great asset to have adjacent to the city we just need to start uh, incorporating it more and more uh, we have camping there too which we didn't mention Uh, oh yeah lots of rv lots of rv camping there um, you do have upgraded service too, friends. That's important because yeah. they just upgraded all of that service. You can run both of your air conditioners now. Yeah, it, it, we glamping. Have, we have a uh, RV park right below the dam that we've been upgrading to 50 amp. We have full sewer water hookups and a shower house. But we did just pass in the past the 2020 election when I was reelected. We also passed a park sales tax, and our plan over the next 10 years is to put about 15 million dollars into our parks which in the past we've never come close to doing that. Uh, and a lot of it's going to have to come from grant funding and donations, but about $5 million of that will come from that sales tax generation. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well, we're running out of time. So I've got to ask you the question we ask every guest uh, as we finish up, so, um, or some version of it. So, like, what's the, the sort of the, the craziest or the coolest or kind of the funkiest Thing that you have seen or heard of uh, in residential real estate in the Smithville area? Residential real estate, crazy story. So one of the projects we're starting right now, um, and I, I don't know where you put it on the spectrum of more of a, a real estate nightmare story. Um, <laughs> That's it. They, 
they bought their house and shortly after they found out their sewer pretty much draining into their backyard. Um, that goes back to what I meant. I think I mentioned earlier with uh, their service lines were four inches of fall and 100 feet. And there's about five houses draining to, towards this house. Um, so the council did step up and we are uh, paying to correct those past mistakes. But imagine buying a, your dream home, your new house. You're finally in a house and then you walk out back and it's it's raw sewage. Um, it's a sewer swamp in the backyard. Yeah, that was that was a sad, crazy thing to have to deal with. Um, but luckily, our council understands. Our, our aldermen are uh, like me. Most of them have kids in the district now. We're not just um, people that have been there forever and want nothing to change. Um, we're a fairly progressive board, and we want to correct those past mistakes, even if it take, means we put some other projects on hold. But that you know, as a homeowner, I would not want that problem. We care about with. our city. Yeah. I think that's what that says, and, yeah. and yeah, it's pretty above amazing. a lot of things for yeah. a city to say, listen, we know that there were some past mistakes made, but here's where we're at today, and we care about our people, and we want to take care of our people um, because that's the reality of we should be caring for each other and helping each other. Yeah. All right, excellent. Well, we are out of time. Mayor Bully, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Yes, thank you. Even I learned some stuff today. It's awesome. No problem. All right, we really appreciate it, everybody. That's it for this episode of Get Real NBC. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.